Welcome to the Undeletable Dad podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Poisner, and this is the place you want to be if you're a divorced or separated man with one or more children, and you've discovered that nothing works the way it used to, or the way it's supposed to, or the way you wish it would. It's the place to be to learn to strike the exacting tone of fatherhood, to become the magnetic leader that your children will naturally turn towards, and to find out that parenting can be way less work than however you're doing it now. It's the place to hang out if you want to get off the hamster wheel of survival mode, just putting out fires one after the other, and step onto that pedestal of fatherhood where you belong. called this episode The Myth of Modern Fatherhood. What is modern fatherhood? When did that get to be a thing? Are you somehow fundamentally different than your father or your grandfather? Well, it's hard to see it when you're on the inside of it, but things have been changing. Literally everything is changing faster and faster all the time, it seems. Parenthood itself is facing all kinds of new challenges that have nothing to do with divorce or separation. Let's talk about the worldwide addiction to social media. And I'm talking about kids as young as six or seven now who have their own phones and can't put them down. And older kids like teens who used to do the healthy adolescent thing of breaking out of the family system through more connection with real life groups of friends they're now in connection with their peers literally 24-7, like in the shower, on the toilet, during their classes, all the way through any movie they're watching. It's very intense and very hard to counteract. There's a great book I want to recommend called Hold On To Your Kids. It's by Gordon Neufeld and Gabor Mate, highly recommended. They go over all the reasons that we're seriously abandoning our kids to be raised by strangers on Facebook and Instagram if we don't do something to get a hold of this monster. But there are other challenges to the modern father in particular, and one of them is changing attitudes towards masculinity in general. I don't think anyone would argue that women's liberation has been a boon to Western society, but like any big change, it comes with new challenges. Women are wielding masculine power in a whole new way. And that can make it hard for men to understand exactly where they're supposed to stand. Like there's this new thing called toxic masculinity. Which parts of your masculinity are not toxic? And how are you supposed to avoid anything that might be called toxic? Because there's another new thing on the scene, and it's known as cancel culture. You know, you don't get to make a mistake anymore. You're just walking a fucking tightrope of political correctness every day to make sure you don't do anything that might possibly be labeled toxic, like being assertive or politely holding your ground about an unpopular opinion. I think a lot of this stuff is responsible for creating a huge gulf of misunderstanding between men and women. And in our present context of this podcast, that means between mothers and fathers. There was a time way back when fathers had all the power 
and women were basically chattel. They, they couldn't own land. They couldn't vote. They couldn't get credit cards. It's good that time is over. We don't want any more of that. But fast forward today, and if a family splits up, the women are now much more likely to garner the sympathy and support of society, as well as the courts. Mothers are automatically seen as the default custodial parents, and they tend to get whatever kind of custody arrangement they ask for. Schools and doctors are way more inclined to want to interact with mom than with dad. I've outlined these four basic archetypes that I think you're going to recognize right away. They describe the the players in our blended family or second family scenario. There's the single mother, and she's basically looked on by the world as a kind of saintly person who's raising her children all on her own against the odds. The single dad is basically considered a deadbeat unless he can prove otherwise, which is often impossible because, after all, he's the asshole who walked out on single mom, right? And then there's the stepmom. Don't even get me started. It doesn't matter how many years after the breakup stepmom comes on the scene. She will forever be thought of by total strangers, if not actually by friends and family, as the woman who broke up single dad and single mom's marriage. I mean, think about it. You always wonder, right? Was this guy's new girlfriend around before his marriage blew up? And stepdad, well, he's a hero. They make commercials about him. They can't say enough about him. He's the guy who's manning up to raise the kids that single dad walked out on. God bless him. So this is the landscape we're working with. These are the kind of judgments that we're dealing with all the time. When you add up all of these things, fear of coming across like a toxic male, mothers getting the benefit of the doubt, divorced dads being looked at as deadbeats, and parents getting overpowered by popular culture as a general trend, it's little wonder that the modern dad is struggling. The result of all of this is that his confidence is shaken, and he's become kind of ashamed of his natural instincts around how to guide his children towards adulthood. He can't trust his instincts anymore. So much of what's naturally masculine has become tainted with the term toxic. And who wants to be thought of as toxic? So that's where you start to mistrust your own instincts, to want to reject that old father-as-authority image Because it all feels toxic. You know, the stereotype of the stern look, the withheld approval, the whole this punishment is for your own good kind of thing. And it's easy to buy into a story that enlightened fatherly love has to be delivered instead with codes of nurture and comfort. You start to think that if you're doing fatherhood right, Your kids should crawl into your energetic lap and look up into your eyes with the same gaze of attachment that you remember them giving their mother. Nurture and comfort are important elements in the process of developing security for a child, but they are just one end of the code. The other end of the code comes from interacting with risk 
with danger, with stretching the boundaries of what feels possible. And this is the job of the father function. That's why it tends to be dad who's in charge of throwing the baby up in the air. It's dad who shows his kids how to use a sharp knife to whittle a stick and other things that make mothers go crazy with anxiety. The collective has sort of forgotten about the value of the father function in so many ways. The myth of modern fatherhood says that a father's value gets determined by the collective. By that I mean like the courts, by the school system, by your relatives, by the mother of your child. How did we get here? How did dads end up being judged according to whether they're able to keep their children happy or quiet or purposefully occupied? The fear of being judged on your parenting as if you were nothing but a babysitter is what makes you say yes to more screen time or a later bedtime. Or it's what makes you make three or four or five dinners in an effort to make sure that little Johnny doesn't have to eat mac and cheese when he's not in the right mood. Men get praised nowadays for embracing their feminine side. And fathers have embraced a lot of feminine energy in an effort to be approved of. To be seen as engaged and emotionally connected to their kids. And of course it's good to be engaged and connected, but what I'm seeing is a lot of fathers starting to veer off track and to act more like they think a mother would act. Fathers are trying to avoid judgment by doing things the way they think the mom would do it, or at least in a way that she would approve of. And that leads to another whole problem. They start to expect the same kind of feedback from the kids that mom gets. And kids know instinctively that they don't have to respond the same way to feminine energy as to masculine energy. I hate to say it, but I hear a lot of fathers complaining that their kids aren't as affectionate with them as they are with mom, or even sometimes with a new stepdad. They start to feel rejected because of that. And they worry that their kids don't love them anymore. And that kind of victim energy is pure kryptonite for the father. Because the weaker you get, the less your kids are going to feel your magnetism and want to be near you. They don't want to be your caregiver. If your kids have trouble allowing themselves to show that they love you, they are in some deep shit and they need your help. They don't need you to sit around drying your own tears because your needs aren't being met. Like, I'm so afraid of losing them. I'm paralyzed with fear of what might happen if I actually acted like a dad and told my kids that midnight is not an acceptable bedtime on a school night. Your kids need you to take back the masculine mantle of fatherhood. They need you to face your fears and sacrifice that warm, feel-good cloak of the yes dad, the uncle dad, the Disney dad. That's a cape you wear when you want your kids to help you feel good about being a dad. They need you to make a totally different kind of sacrifice for them than your time or your money. 
They need you to sacrifice your crippling addiction to their approval of you. They need to hear you say, I know you don't want me to dig this bullet out, but I have to do it to save your life. (laughs) That's the magic moment. When you can do that, when you can let go of needing them to reflect back to you what a great dad you are, that's when you start to embody that powerful magnetism that's it's like a tractor beam drawing your children towards you and holding them there forever. It's time for all dads to let go of the myths that are keeping fatherhood itself trapped in a low, ineffective frequency. The secret to being loved and respected by your children is not being softer or kinder or gentler or more of a pushover. It's not about being a yes man or a taxi driver or an ATM machine. You have to dare to teach them painful lessons about frustration, about not getting their way, about trying again and not giving up, about being brave when you feel scared. You have a job to do. And you don't need their permission to get doing it. This is so paradoxical. I can't tell you all the times I've had clients tell me how their kids suddenly relax and start behaving so much better after being faced with an immovable boundary from dad. This is something else that makes them feel safe, to know that you can hold them in their anger and their darkest feelings, and that you're not afraid of them. Because what do you think it's like to be a child and to know that in your moments of feeling totally out of control, your dad is right there with you, and he's not afraid of that darkness inside you? I think by now, You know me well enough to know that I'm not talking about bringing back the strap or sending someone to bed without supper. I'm talking about doing what you know you should do, but you don't do it because you're afraid of what might happen. You're afraid to make your own child mad at you, even if you tell yourself it's because of how their mom is going to spin it. I agree, that sucks. But you're going nowhere until you can do that. Your value as a father is directly proportional to how uncomfortable you're willing to feel in the exercise of your parenting responsibilities. And that's the part that's so bloody hard to overcome on your own, because we all naturally pull ourselves back from whatever feels uncomfortable. How do you tell what's good uncomfortable from bad uncomfortable? Like, I had a bad feeling about that, but I did it anyway, and now look what happened. This is where you'd learn to read the feeling in your body, the difference in how it feels to stretch yourself, to get out of your comfort zone, as distinguished from the feeling of following an instinct that's actually driven by a fear that you can't see. And to some extent, this process is a little bit like trying to change a flat tire from inside the car. You can't see it from inside. You can hear the noise and feel the vibration, but you can't be sure you have a flat or even which tire it is unless you can get out of the car. Or if you can talk to someone who's outside your car and who can see what you can't see. It's time to fix that flat tire and move on. 
it's time to finally bust through the roadblocks keeping you from stepping into your ordained position as head of the family hierarchy. So, if you're saying, hell yes, I know I have a flat tire, let's get it changed and get back on the road, I'm introducing a brand new offer, which is an eight-week, very exclusive group program called Legacy Mastermind. By exclusive, I mean that there's only room for six guys, so everyone is going to get lots of intensive one-to-one time with me. What you also get in a mastermind setting is the chance to see your shadow, your flat tire, so to speak, reflected in someone else's situation. And that is something so priceless. You can't believe how that kind of experience will accelerate your transformation. This mastermind is coded to skyrocket your pride of parenthood and family satisfaction. We're going to dive deep and root out whatever shadow energy is draining your power and holding you back from parenting with supreme integrity. You're going to see a more confident, magnetic father in the mirror at the end of these eight weeks. There's an investment to join this, and it represents your commitment to getting a priceless result, your commitment to doing whatever it takes to let go of ideas and fears that right at this moment, you're not even sure you can live without. If I make that experience cheap enough, you'll join just so you can tell yourself you tried without ever really stepping off the cliff. This mastermind is your golden opportunity to step out of being a mere cardboard cutout of a father and finally become that unreachable legend that you know you are for your child. If you're interested, message me at tracy at undeletabledad.com for details. We start on February 15th. Thanks for listening today. Your kids thank you too.